0: You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey,
1: everybody, welcome in. Jim and Trent, we say hello to you on the Big Talker 1700 here on a Monday. In the capital city and a terrific show lined up today Uh, about 420 Tom Cakert will join us Hawkeye report we'll get into the Hawks that were drafted in the second and third round Andrew Garda pro football weekly on the NFL draft he'll join us at about 440 and Wolfgang joins the show in the second hour Trent how are you pal? Have you recovered from that weekend that was?
2: Yeah, it was a good one, Jimmy B. Certainly a lot going on in the world of sports. He got the playoffs hot and heavy in the NHL, NBA. Jim, I I watch more NHL hockey than normal this time of year. (laughs) It's uh, outside of having a rooting interest sometimes or a betting interest. I was watching this. Just more of a fan, so I got into a lot of hockey over the weekend. Watched the overtimes on Saturday night with San Jose and Vegas. Uh, The goal that was disallowed because of interference and pushing that one further into OT. And, of course, last night, Jim, as you know, I'm not a big hockey guy by any means, but watching Nashville last night against Winnipeg, those teams, the the hockey is so high level. If you're a casual fan, you're not a big hockey guy. If you're somebody like me, but you just want to see something entertaining, Watch that series because those two teams are excellent.
1: They are. They're they, they really put on a hell of a show. Went two overtimes last night, and the goal that won it in the second overtime for Nashville was a thing of beauty, a great breakout on a two on one, and then ultimately uh deked the goalie out of his uh, shin pads and uh and ended up scoring. Look, uh NHL hockey in the playoffs, uh they just like the NBA all the players just go to a another level, and it is highly, highly uh, entertaining. Trent, look, I I was dialed in for Game Seven yesterday in the NBA, and LeBron James put on an unbelievable show once again. And the Houston New Orleans game, uh, I, I'm not New Orleans, uh, Houston Utah game uh, was pretty much over by halftime. So, But I'm telling you, that Game 7 in the NBA, the ratings for that game on TV for Game 7, they were the highest ratings for a first-round game since 2004. Mm. So it just goes to show you how popular all of a sudden the NBA has really become. Yeah,
2: and that one, uh, very entertaining. Yesterday, Ella took a nap yep. right during the second half. <laughs> Perfect! It <laughs> was so, so good. My My wife also took a nap, so... Didn't have to worry about flipping anything on to to placate her. It was it was all dad at that one, and I enjoyed it so much. LeBron played at a high level. Depot was played at a high level uh, yep. for most of that game. It was so, so good. I really enjoyed that one, even in some clunky moments. It was an entertaining game yesterday, and uh, got things started. Jim, I was wondering, though, why did they put that? why Why that game first? Wouldn't you want to put that, if you have the two windows, noon and 2.30, wouldn't you want to put a game seven on this in the second window and get more of that late afternoon into the evening crowd? I I'm with you on
1: that. I don't know why that was. Although the uh, the Houston game did draw a big number, uh, not the number that the Cleveland game did, of mm-hmm. course. But I'm I'm just kind of curious about that too. I don't know. Maybe there was something with the building that they had to get the building ready for another event as mm-hmm. soon as the game was over. It could have been a multitude of things, but you're right. I would have thought that that would have been the later afternoon game as well.
2: Well, just next time they can give us a call, we'll help them out.
1: Yeah, they should talk to us. Right. You we got, we got
2: things figured out. Well, we're here today, <laughs> Jimmy B., after the NFL draft concludes and, and certainly a lot of different storylines to get into here today. So, Let's start at the forefront Friday night after we go off the air. Both uh, James Daniels and Joshua Jackson, they go off the board there during the second round. Daniels to the Bears and Jackson to the Packers. So we're going to be seeing a whole lot more of those uh, former Hawkeyes coming up here in the coming years.
1: Hey, listen, for what we do, makes it even better for us. Because now, once again, we have local tie-ins. Uh, just like I file, uh, still follow Kyle Corver. Playing for Cleveland and, and how he performs, the kid from beautiful Pella. Uh, this will be fun as, as well watching, uh, former Hawkeye players who were drafted in the second. I'm still surprised that at least Jackson didn't go in the first round. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I've stated before that I thought they were both late first, early second rounders, but I just thought Jackson would have gone in the first and didn't. And, I think the 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 pick on Daniels. There were so many. There was so much talk about him being, you know, the top guy. One of the top guys and two centers went before him until they got to that second round. So I don't know, Trent. I I, I just find it interesting. And and once again, I'll reiterate, very good for what we do. Uh, now that we have two players from the Hawks that will be playing on teams
2: that we cover on Sundays, so uh, I got to start with James Daniels, and a guy that I frankly, and I've said it before, thought was a lot better as a sophomore than he was as a junior. Outside of the game against Ohio State, where he was a stud, and I think he made himself a lot of money just in that game against his uh, his former in-state squad, the Ohio State Buckeyes, and how well he played. But this is a guy that has incredible athleticism. He can get out for a big guy and move very well. A zone-blocking scheme, which Chicago is going to run in the new Matt Nagy offense. That is what you're going to see in the running game. He fits in incredibly well. I thought it was very interesting, though, as Ryan Pace and Nagy were talking a little bit about it on Friday night after the second round. They said they were going to start James Daniels out at guard. And, Jim, we saw him early in his career at guard. We've Mm -hmm, seen some mm -hmm. shifting around there. Jim, he's a lot better center than he is a guard. And Cody Whitehair oh, made, made the transition yeah. himself to center. He was good in that spot. I think Whitehair is better, though, as a guard. And I think Daniels is better in the center. I don't think it's going to take very long for them to realize that, to put it together, and suddenly you're going to be saying, okay, now this is, this is what we're going to do. In fact, by week one, Jimmy B., I'd be surprised if it isn't Daniels at that center position, Whitehair on the one side, long on the other.
1: You don't, I think it might even happen during preseason.
2: Track. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean by game one.
1: Oh, oh, okay. By game one. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. That will be yeah. the starting okay. lineup
2: when yes. it actually matters.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, I, I agree from that standpoint. Yes. Look, I, they're going to, they're going to look at it in, in preseason and particularly that third game where the starters normally play at least the half and sometimes into the third quarter. And then they'll play. one one series on the fourth game and that's it. Then they try to get everybody else in so they can take a good look on because they got to make some tough decisions on guys. But I agree. I I, I think Daniels will be a much better center uh, in the NFL than he will be a guard. And from that standpoint, I think once the coaching staff gets in and works with those guys, I think they'll see that as well.
2: So from there we go to number 45. The Packers had already taken a cornerback. No way you take two cornerbacks with your first two picks. Uh, The Packers (laughs) do just that. They take their second cornerback as they draft Joshua Jackson. And and reading a lot about the Packers' side of things, it it was one where they just said, hey, we got a first-round talent here. We know we need a lot of help at that position. Let's go all in here. Even though we got Alexander in the first round, let's get Joshua Uh Jackson here. And uh going to be a new look there in the defensive backfield for Green Bay.
1: Look, they need it. They you and I both know that they need it. They they have to have some help there. Uh, the defense has been porous the last few seasons, and I'm being nice when I just use that that uh, word. And so from that aspect, they have to shore up that defensive secondary. And they took a a step, at least a couple of steps, in doing that in, in the draft. Look, we know the Packers can score... We know what they can do offensively with Aaron Rodgers in control, Mm -hmm. but their defense has struggled, Trent, in the last few seasons, particularly in the secondary. So there you go. They addressed the needs that they felt they had to address right from the get-go, and that was defensive backs.
2: You know, I thought overall in in the first uh, draft here for their new GM out there, Brian uh, He, I liked what he did. I, I thought the Packers, now they had a lot of picks. That certainly helps. They did some things that maybe to some are head-scratching. They draft a punter in J.K. Scott from Alabama. Now, he didn't have to punt a whole lot there, Jimmy B., but when he did, he was outstanding and a great story. He grew up a Packers fan, so he gets to uh, go to the team that he grew up rooting for in J.K. Scott. They also, in the seventh round, they had three seventh-round picks and brought in a long snapper, but they're just going, and they brought in three wide receivers, too. So with the Jordy Nelson uh, signing with Oakland, that leads to an opportunity... In that wide receiver group, a lot of people thought maybe Des Bryant makes sense there. I think that tells you that that's probably not in their plans if they're drafting three wide receivers. I I got you. Uh,
1: Look, I think Des Bryant's going to uh, encounter some backlash here. I really do. Otherwise, if he was so hot... So how come somebody didn't jump on it right away? Look, we know the Ravens took an interest in him, but when they offered him a two- or three-year deal, he didn't want that. He just wants a one-term deal, one, one year, and that's it and then he thinks that that will be enough for him to sell his goods out on the open market after that one season. I don't know Trent if somebody's going to take a flyer on that right away. I look, somebody eventually will. But I was just a little surprised that no one jumped on that immediately.
2: I wasn't uh, overly surprised by that. Look, this is a guy that is he's damaged goods. Look at the numbers. He is not the wide mm-hmm. receiver he was and he will he realize was. that? Yeah. yeah, this is the size Is there, but the speed is not, and you got to be able to get open at the NFL level. You saw what the numbers were last year. They are declining. It's a name. That's all it is, is a name. I don't think the production is there to match probably what Des Bryant thinks he's going to get. So we talked a little bit about the Packers draft, the Bears draft. Up in Minnesota, I didn't love what they did. And Jim, you know, as much as I am not a Vikings fan, I am a big Rick Spielman fan. I, I think he is one of the best in the game putting a roster together the way that he's accumulated talent he's one of the best but i look at this one overall i'm not wild with what the vikings did they they traded away a pick on friday night moved down and, and picked up something for next year but overall it was i thought pretty ho hum well uh,
1: when you I, I always like it because people always do their grades after the draft i mean come on uh, it's it's just for clicks we all know that but the Vikings on just about four or five of the guys that I looked at, uh, all graded out to about a C with, with what they did. Look, uh, when you, when you win as much as they did, Trent, and you're down at the bottom of the pecking order, uh, Philly had the same, you know, some of those same issues because they won the Super Bowl, so you're picking last. And I just think it comes with the territory, to be honest with you. Now, I wasn't enamored either with what they did, but you and I aren't in that front office and we're not talking to the scouts on an everyday basis like the coaches are and and have that understanding. So I, I guess you just sort of have to sit back and wait till camp opens and then make your determination, all right, was this a decent draft? Or did this one just go right down the dumpster?
2: Well, I mean, we're, we're here to give opinion, Jimmy P. We're not here well, to give the Well, I gave news. you the opinion.
1: I, I your, mean, your opinion I'm just is, I'll, you. I'll wait
2: and see what I see, my, and then my, I'll tell you.
1: Well, well, no, my opinion is, I didn't think it was very good either. Okay. Because Okay, with what I with what I know. But my other part of that is, in qualifying that opinion, is they know a hell of a lot more than you and I do. With being talking to the scouts and everything else, so I don't know. Maybe they maybe they see something in the guys that they selected that we're not seeing. Because quite frankly, I would have given them roughly a C as well. That's that, that's just the way that I I viewed it.
2: The one thing that that is a little bit different of of the local teams of the Bears, Packers, and uh, down in Kansas City compared to Minnesota is Minnesota is so stacked up right now. They they are, they are. ready that they can draft a little bit different. They're not looking for guys that are going to be immediate starters. They can look down the road, and they're going to have a lot of guys that they're going to have to pay on that defense. Today they pick up up the fifth-year option on Trey Waynes, but they have some decisions that they're going to have to make there. They can look forward a little bit more than those other three teams. So that's another thing that you do have to, I think, look at with the Vikings. It's not all needs-based for them immediately. It can be down the line a little bit more. Finally, in Kansas City, Jimmy B., the Chiefs go all-defense. All six of their selections on the defensive side of the ball. You can't bring a wide receiver in. You don't go O-line. All-defense? I think I know where uh, they're looking to improve over in Kansas well, City.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we saw that. They, they they struggled to stop people. They, they put up points, but they couldn't stop anybody from putting up points. And now with a brand-new quarterback in Patrick Mahomes – and you're not really sure what this offense is going to be capable of when the season begins you got to find a way to stop some teams and if you have to win a couple of games 17 to 14 okay so be it it's all about winning doesn't have to be pretty it's just all about winning now that you're in the business of the NFL so i, I see where they were going on this trend um I, I just I just didn't expect them to do all defense. Right. I thought they'd have one or two offensive guys in there, and
2: there were none. How about take a flyer of the sixth, or sixth round on Alan Lazard? And maybe that's just me. Help uh, a new toy for Pat Mahomes to play with. Sure. Alas, it didn't happen. Kansas City, 28th last year in total defense a season yeah. ago. We're coming back. Uh, speaking of some of the Iowa prospects, we're going to take a look at the Hawkeye prospects. With Tom Kaker from HawkeyeReport.com, we'll dig in to the Hawks a little bit. Also talk, AU basketball scene continues to blow up. DJ Carton, the offers continue to roll in. Where do the Hawkeyes sit right now with the top 30 player nationally for the 2019 class, DJ Carton? We'll get into that with Tom Kaker. He joins us next year, Jimmy B and TC on 1700.
0: Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG.
3: Simple enough. Hey, guys. Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a
4: ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important.
0: If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Special engagement pricing going on
5: now through April 30th. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com.
6: Don't miss the Easter Seals Iowa Walk for Independence May the 5th at Easter Seals Camp Sunnyside from 8.30 until noon. The one mile walk around Lake Cheerio starts at 10 a.m. Free entertainment includes archery, horse rides, touch a truck, princesses, superheroes, a balloon artist, face painting mascots, food trucks, and more. Learn more about the Easter Seals Iowa Walk by going to EasterSealsIowaWalk.com EasterSealsIowaWalk.com
7: Sponsored by Dell. During Small Business Month, Dell is offering up to 40% off select PC's with 8th Gen Intel Core processors. Call 877 Dell to speak with a small business technology advisor today. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of
8: Quicken Loans. If you want to buy a home, we could help you get a great mortgage that may require as little as 3% down. And we also invented Rocket Mortgage. It gives you a solid approval in as few as 8 minutes. And for 8 years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Call America's largest mortgage lender at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Based on rocket mortgage data in comparison to public data records, call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Results may vary.
5: Welcome to Geico's
8: motorcycle meanderings.
6: Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then, wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork
0: be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense.
2: Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory-trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa, featuring Mighty M industrial pressure washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online at washersystems.com. Hi, I'm Janice Lane, CEO of Children and Families of Iowa. This year, Children and Families
0: of Iowa is celebrating our 130th anniversary. Over the years, our mission has remained the same, to work collectively to restore hope, build futures, and change lives
2: for children and families throughout Iowa. Visit us at cfiowa.org. Thank you for helping us fulfill our mission.
5: one, one, three, three. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across
3: the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind. And our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515 515- or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net at Wolf Construction we take your roof
2: personally Guys, Trent Condit here again for New Leaf Wellness Warm weather is going to be here before you know it. And if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the Gak and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers.
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent.
2: Welcome back, Jimmy B and TC. We take you up until 6 o'clock here tonight as uh, efforting Tom Kaker from HawkeyeReport.com. Hopefully get him here in the next couple of minutes. Jimmy B. Is Jimmy B. here? Jimmy B. stepped out. Oh, great. Even better. Wonderful. All right. So, uh, well, I'll man the phones. Brinson's probably, I don't know, sitting on the pot, something like that. Guess he doesn't realize we got a radio show going on here. But, uh, well, we will continue on. We will effort Tom Kaker from HawkeyeReport.com. I will do that right now. Try to get going with Tom. And let's see if we can get things situated. Ah, the live uh, live radio. Isn't it just beautiful? Just beautiful here today. Well, I will get it in a moment. I, I promise, folks. I'm going to get Tom Caker here. I promise that. Let's try it. All right, I think I got it dialed. Let's see. Let's see what we got. Let's see if we got Tom on the line here. We'll give it a shot. Oh, it's ringing. It's ringing. Now we go. So I'm sitting here all alone in the studio. No Brinson. Who knows where he is? Tom doesn't pick up right away. That's okay. Tom's a busy guy. I completely understand it. And maybe, just maybe, he's talking to DJ Carton right now. We'll get an update on that. We'll talk a little bit more about the Hawkeyes in the NFL draft. And uh, with that, well, it looks like we're about clubbed here. All right, well, we'll keep efforting Tom Caker, hopefully get him in just a moment. Until then, one thing I wanted to bring up. So Akram Wadley, of course, doesn't go. And uh, Jim and I touched on that in just a moment at the beginning. But Wadley was a guy that was speculated, One of the top seven, eight running backs. You look at the list. Mel Kuyper, he was on there. We uh, saw his name bandied about a lot uh, a year ago. Was he going to make the decision to jump early? He decides to come back for his senior year. And during his senior season, had a nice year. Over 1,000 yards, goes back-to-back seasons. Over 1,000 yards, becomes one of the few Hawkeye running backs to ever do that. Shows the same burst that you saw the year before and did it behind an offensive line that frankly wasn't as good as what we saw a year ago. It had taken a step back, and the reason for that was the injuries. Boone Myers, who was penciled in to be the starter over at left Tackle, he sustained an ankle injury going back to the spring, was never able to recover. They tried to bring him back, tried to play him inside that guard. That never took, and finally he had to shut it down and he had surgery. Well, then you couple that with the injury to Ike Becker, the other tackle. So you had that offensive line for much of the season in a state of flux. And and even when they were whole, if you will, you had Daniels in the middle, you had Sean Welsh on his side, two guys that worked in tandem very well together. But overall, you're playing a redshirt freshman and a Jackson over at left tackle. You had the right side with Tristan Wirfs. It just frankly... Wasn't the offensive line that a lot of people anticipated this year. But even with that, put together a solid season. You know about the burst. Now, Akron Wadley's not a full-time running back at the NFL level. We know that. he's He's not that guy. But he is a guy in the right situation that can flourish with the moves that you see in tight windows, his ability to make guys miss. A guy like that has a home in the NFL, yet he wasn't drafted. And I think there's a reason for that. You go back to what we heard about the last couple of years after he thrust onto the scene during his sophomore season of that win over at Northwestern, had a huge game, over 200 yards, had a bunch of touchdowns, played very well. And it was, well, he still got some things to work on. Then after that, it became, we want him to get up to 190 pounds. And I don't believe it was about the 190 pounds that he just had to be at that weight. I think it was about how committed he was. And I think that's something that Kirk Ferentz and the staff, they dealt with a lot. It wasn't his incredible ability, and it wasn't that he wasn't a great running back and he'd just be this much better at 190 as opposed to 186. I don't think it really had anything to do with that, but it was a commitment level. And I read a scouting report over the weekend that talked about that. You know, The first thing that they brought up was he needs to show some kind of ability because he didn't show up very much as a blocker in blitz pickup. He had to show an ability to get his nose in there and to make plays. But with that, he also needed to show the commitment. And you wonder when coaches, when GMs, when people made their way through Iowa City, the response that Kirk Ferentz gave. I don't think he was blackballed. I don't think this is not a DJK situation that we saw years and years ago with Darrell Johnson-Coulianos. And for all intents and purposes, I'm sure, Kirk Ferentz said, the guy's a pain in the ass. I don't think it was anything like that. It, not, nothing sinister. But Kirk Ferentz, his opinion is very valued in the NFL. And because of that, if he said, hey, all we're trying to do is to get him and we weren't sure how committed he was, certainly could be a question. Something to take a look on. I believe we got Tom Caker from HawkeyeReport.com on the phone lines hey, to Tom. us. Hey, Tom, what's going on?
4: Oh, just traveling the road.
2: Good to hear. So you're out and about AU tournaments going on. Brinson makes his way back to studio. So you guys go from not uh, wanting to talk to me and now you both pop right on together. How about that? <laughs>
1: Well, we plan that's that what way. I guess. I that's guess. what we do. Yep, that's what we do. So, hey, hey, Tom, I, yeah, let, let me let me let me throw the first salvo well, out let, of here, real me, quick. Jim,
2: you you took a ten minute break on the pot there, so let me do it <laughs> since you were taking a break as we open up the segment. Tom, I was I was just talking about Akron Wadley and him not going, and I mentioned one of the things that we heard throughout the press conferences. He was a guy Kirk Ferentz always wanted him to be one hundred ninety pounds, and I I truly don't believe. It was about the weight. I think it said more about the commitment level, to put in the work, weight training, diet, all those different things that go into it, a commitment. And when GMs and coaches came through there, I'm sure that was a question that brought up, this isn't a blackball situation like DJK or anything like that, but probably some truth that came out from Kirk Ferris. Could that be a reason we didn't see Akron Wadley drafted in the seven rounds? Maybe, uh, you
4: know, weird things up when you're a late round pick it's just it's weird i mean actually saw a guy that never even played football get drafted right and you'll see you'll yeah. see basketball players get drafted you'll see um you know uh, late and draft long snappers get drafted so it's just it gets weird in those last that last round especially but even in the sixth round it gets kind of weird and Teams have kind of figured out their needs and get most of those they think that they can get. And then they're just going to take their chances in the free agents a uh, lot. And um, so Akram's got a pretty good situation at Tennessee behind Derrick Henry, and they've got Deion Lewis coming in. But you know, Akram could come in as a return guy and uh, and and also maybe their third running back. And, and I think they do fairly well there.
1: Hey, Tom, I'm real curious because – Uh, in the second round two guys that most people thought would go late first didn't they did go reasonably early in the second just kind of your thoughts is there a reason you think while Jackson and Daniels fell to the second round or was it just the way things work out sometimes in the NFL well I
4: think I think two things. One, with Daniels, I saw, you know, the tweet from Greg Gabriel, who's a kind of an NFL scouting guru guy, and he basically said some things about Daniels' medicals maybe being an issue with a lot of teams, and that, that you know, he's had knee surgery a couple times. So um I, I think that's probably something that's on their minds, that maybe he doesn't have a lot of thread there, and maybe they didn't want to invest the first round pick in a guy that you know, they, their medicals suggest might only have a four- or five-year career in the NFL uh, when they're looking for a guy that might give them eight to ten years at, at center. Uh, and with Josh, I'm guessing it's probably his 40-time. And maybe there's some something to that, yeah, but he only did it for one year kind of thing that, that knocked him out of the first round, too.
2: Yeah, I, I think that plays a big part, too. One-year wonder kind of guy, and, and as good as he was – why wasn't he playing more earlier? And I'm sure that's a question that, that came up from time to time. Tom, uh, a little bit deeper into the draft, Josie Jewell, he goes in the fourth round about where he was pegged. I think a good landing spot for him in Denver. But how about uh, we mentioned Akron Wadley, some of the other undrafted free agents. I, I look at Ben Neiman. I think he's got a great opportunity to uh, have a chance. Who else uh, out of that group do you think have a, has a chance to stick around and, and maybe have an opportunity to make a 53-man roster?
4: Well, only because I have some friends who are Bill's fans would I say this, but uh, they're pretty excited about uh, Ike Bodker going to Buffalo who had mm-hmm. you know lost one guy you NATO know, uh, retire kind of unexpectedly, so they have some holes on their offensive line, and they didn't really do a whole lot in the draft to fill it so um, I think Ike has probably got a pretty good shot at making that roster next year.
1: Tom Cakert is our guest here on the Big Talker 1700 Hawkeye Report. Always great info on the Hawks. I'm real curious about Josie Jewell and having that opportunity uh, at Denver and going where he did in the first few rounds there. Do you believe that they have him penciled in as a starter, or do you think that he'll begin then as a reserve?
4: Oh, I think he's going to be a reserve, probably. They have two starters back at the inside backer position, but he's going to be one of those core special teams guys that they're going to throw out there, and that'll be a good start for Josie, and then you never know. Things will work out, probably, for him, and he ends up playing a lot at, uh, at at inside linebacker, eventually down the road uh, for the Broncos. I think it's a great fit. I mean, you know, now they've got uh, Chubb and Vaughn Miller on, on either side, and you yeah. can kind of run freely when you've got guys like that around you.
2: Yeah, good start to have. Good start to have. Hey, Tom, uh, in our final couple minutes here, want to shift from the NFL draft and get into another spring ritual. That's the AAU basketball circuit. I know Fran McCaffrey and his staff working hard and and seems like putting the most work in on DJ Carton. You've had some uh, updates over at hawkeireport.com. Tell us the latest on the four-star point guard from uh, Bettendorf.
4: Yeah, he's... um, you know, it, what he's going to do um, is narrow his list probably here at the next, you know, couple weeks or so, uh, narrow it down to probably seven, maybe maybe a little less than that. But I, I think seven might be a, a good ballpark number for him. Uh, I expect Iowa's going to be in that mix. I think Iowa State's got a great shot at being on that list. Um, I'd look for Ohio State, Michigan. Probably Indiana to make that list, um, but it's it's crazy because I, you know being in the Quad Cities, I hear a lot from people who always claim to be close to him, and there's news here or there's you know they've got some secret inside info, and <laughs> it's all over the map. It is literally <laughs> I had people tell me there's no way he's going to Iowa or he's a lock for Iowa or he's going to Ohio State or he's going to Michigan. You know, DJ, one thing about DJ that I've realized getting to know him the last year plus is that he, um, and not that he likes attention, but he likes talking to the school and the coaches and getting to know them. And he's really enjoyed the process. And uh, as as such, he he tends to just like everybody. And so it's hard for coaches to get a read. I know there's a couple of Big Ten coaches that believe they're in the lead because they – think that they get a positive reception from him and you know i'm gonna have to tell them hey you know what he says that to everybody that's <laughs> a, a kid again and so right. it, it, it's really interesting to follow this along and uh but i think he'll narrow things down and then i think maybe after the july evaluation period he'll probably maybe make a decision at that point uh but i think he wants to cut it just so Some of these schools that might feel like they've got to hang on can readjust their list on recruiting the point guard for 2019, and I think
1: that's a really fair thing. Uh, Tom, I'll let you go on this one. Tyler Cook, uh, the NBA process is going to get underway here in a little bit. Uh, Your thoughts on what Cook is going to do? Have you heard anything new?
4: I've not heard anything new, but I've seen some. Uh, you know some different guys getting uh, reportedly getting invited to the NBA draft combine, which is the top 60 players. And generally, if you don't get invited to that, that's the NBA telling anybody who's kind of doing what Tyler Cook's doing, probably best that you go back to school if you because you're probably not going to get drafted. So uh, I think that's the message that they try to send with the combine. I don't know if every kid will hear that message, but uh, that's what they're trying to tell the kids.
2: Good stuff. Hey, as always, great catching up with you. Thanks for your time, as always, Tom. We'll do it again soon. Okay, thanks, guys. Tom Kickert, HawkeyeReport.com, joining us on Jimmy B and TC. Quick time out. back to the NFL draft. We'll take a big overview of things as our friend Andrew Garda is going to stop by from Pro Football Weekly. That's next here on Jimmy B and TC. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at therookiesportscards.com. Help support children at risk right here in your community by buying a ticket to the Cinco de Mayo-themed Wild
3: About the Child Shindig on Saturday, May 5th at 6 p.m. at the gorgeous Steinbarn in West Des Moines. All proceeds go to children who attend Wildwood Hills Ranch. Buy your ticket today at bidpal.net backslash whrshindig. That's bidpal.net backslash whrshindig and join us in our mission of transforming lives
7: sponsored by Dell. During Small Business Month, Dell is offering up to 40% off select PCs with 8th Gen Intel Core processors. Call 877-BY-DELL to speak with a small business technology advisor today. Save big on your home improvement projects now during Menard Super Sale. Now is the perfect time to update your home with Patriot Lighting. The Samantha Chandelier comes in a satin nickel finish with etched white glass. Get a 5-light chandelier for only $89.99. The Mavis Collection comes in a brushed bronze finish with
1: etched champagne glass.
7: The 5 light chandelier is $139. Menard Super Sale is going on now through May 6th. Plus, Menard's gift cards are perfect for Mother's Day. Save big money at Menard.
2: To enjoy life indoors during Iowa's hottest months, call Logier Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save $3,400 or more with combined rebates on a new Dave Lennox Signature System from Logier. Check out LogierHeatingCooling.com for details. For over 110 years, Logier has made Central Iowans happy inside. See customer reviews on Google, Facebook, and the Des Moines BBB website. Call Logier at 267-1000. We make you happy inside.
7: Bellagio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you
8: You just get it through the experience. I'm a fan of a lot of our fast, casual cuisine.
2: I love the theater and the shopping. My kids love to go to the parks.
8: There's a lot going on musically. If you can't find things to do in Des Moines,
2: you must be boring.
8: This is a magical place.
7: Don't miss out. Visit CatchDesMoines.com and plan your getaway to
5: Greater Des Moines. Catch what you've been missing.
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back in. We say hello to you as we go all the way till 6 o'clock tonight, right here on the Big Talker 1700. Uh, The draft was extra special, and Andrew Garda, Pro Football Weekly on the NFL, is our guest right now as we say hello to him. Andrew, um uh, how interesting then did you find the draft? Because I thought it was very compelling, uh, even over the weekend. I thought the first round was terrific, but even over the weekend, I found very compelling stories.
8: Yeah, I mean, it, it really was, uh, one of the more interesting drafts we've seen from the, from the first couple of picks, you know, with Baker Mayfield going number one and the Giants deciding they're all in, so going with Saquon Barkley and Sam Darnold dropping to the Jets all the way to, you know, trading a lot of horse trading in the fourth, fifth, sixth, and even seventh rounds, where you saw a lot of talent go. So, yeah, it was a, it was a really compelling draft, and I, and I think for the most part, a, a lot of teams did pretty well. I, I think, you know, enough that there were some intriguing people left on the board late, and uh, some interesting moves by some of the uh, some of the teams that, you know, were, we're we're debating for about five or six years now. <laughs>
2: Andrew, I uh, want to jump into some of our local teams and want to start with the Packers. I know you do a lot of work on Green Bay. So the decision out of the pack, uh, going out there, getting two cornerbacks with their first two picks, do you, do you like the decision? Obviously they need help there, but first in a second round around a cornerback, you just don't see that very often.
8: Yeah, I mean, the, the Jets did it with the... Like a year or so ago when they went with two safeties, you know, so defensive backs, you don't usually see a grip of them go to one team, uh, especially that quickly. And I, I kind of like it, you know, listen, this is, this is a team that, that definitely had a need in the secondary and they, you know, were going with what they felt like was the best value at the most position of need, uh, you know, cause they could they have added you know, Moro line, well, Green Bay could never have enough offensive linemen. seems like somebody's always hurt. Balaga, we don't know if he's going to be ready for minis or anything like that. Um, but I felt like, given the, the holes that they had, I, I thought going cornerback-cornerback wasn't the worst thing in the world. I, I think that's going to give them a talent base for a long time to come in a division and in a league that, you know, let's face it, there's a lot of passing. So if you don't have good corners, you are in trouble.
2: So Brian uh, Gudekunst, I got it right, I think, think the cheese then the Coon then this t I'll get Coons. he had his first draft uh, how would you rate it uh, a lot of picks that he had
8: yeah and and they pretty much took them all i mean if you look at at like day 3 like they they walked away with what eight players something like yeah. that um I, I think pretty good you know I, of course is with anything else we won't know for a few years whether these picks were really good or not and especially in the latter portion of the draft but I felt like he came away with a lot of different uh, positions, at least having some guys who are going to be able to compete and, and possibly step in. I felt like the value he got in the middle and late rounds seemed pretty good right now. So, you know, I, in some ways, this draft wasn't any different <laughs> than the, the Ted Thompson drafts that we've seen in the last couple of years. But, um, you know, he he started to put his own stamp onto the team and and i think over the next couple of years we'll see more and more of that so i think the packers did a pretty good job and and i like the fact that they're secondary they're gonna have a couple of very young guys that they can count on for a long time
1: all right then take us to the bears uh that's trent's team uh they had uh picks and and they used them uh let's see how would i phrase this did they use them wisely in your estimation
8: i think they did a pretty good job uh you know it. The Bears feel, it feels like they've been trying to get back to that monsters of the midway defense like forever. And and under John Fox, they never seemed to quite put it all together. So, you know, I I like them adding some talent, like they added some beef in the middle. And I, I, you know, I, I think generally it's good. Now, my biggest problem is that, you know, there were some talented wide receivers that they were sitting on the board towards the end of the first round, you know, um, you know, or throughout the first round and, Yeah. Kevin White's banged up. I mean, they've got one receiver, Alan Robinson, you know, coming off a significant injury and Kevin White, who's never been healthy and a lot of guys who are okay, but we just don't know. And so if anything, I would have liked to have seen them pick up Ridley or someone like that. But, you know, other than that, um, I felt like the bears did a pretty good job. So, I mean, I guess we'll really see if they've given Mitch Trubisky enough weapons and if they've given, uh, you know, that offense enough tools to really make Trubisky look good.
2: Yeah, that's what it's going to come down to for Ryan Pace. And he, you know, took some some outlandish picks, some guys from nowhere in particular, and uh, we'll see how those turn out. But overall, that's what it's going to come down to. Do you uh, do you like the fit with what Matt Nagy's going to do and Trubisky? Do you think this has a chance to be a very good developmental for the quarterback and, and just going forward as a whole?
8: Yeah, I, I do, actually. I think that I think they complement the, each other pretty well, um, you know, and, and listen, I mean, we're just still kind of trying to find out what Trubisky is all about. You know, we, we saw him last year, but I felt like they really kept the reins on him and, uh, and kept, you know, tight control on what he was going to do. So I don't really feel like we saw all that he's capable of. I think Maggie's going to give him the opportunity to open things up a little bit. And you know, back to the last point though about you know picking some guys who like we'd never heard of their schools before. I felt like there was a lot of that in this draft. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. you saw the, the Jets like second pick and the you know their second pick after missing the entire second round because they traded up. You know, pick up a guy from like Fort Wayne State or something like that. And, I mean, there there seems to be a lot, and I feel like we've been seeing that over the last couple of years. And it used to be like if you were at, like a D two school, forget about it. You weren't getting in the NFL. Nobody was going to take a look at your tape. And you had a guy like Marquis Colston come along and now it's just the opposite where you get guys from like Northwest central Alabama, Pennsylvania, you know, (laughs) they get pulled up. So, you know, it, it, I think it's something that as fans and as, you know, kind of media people, we really kind of have to get used to. Um, There are going to be guys who pop up all the time that we're not going to know a darn thing about. And, and I I think more and more, it's going to be a matter of having to backfill our knowledge on it. So, you know, I'm not that worried about that with the bears, but, you know, we'll see. I may also just be trying to talk myself into being happy with that third round pick for my <laughs> Jets. So.
1: Okay, fair enough. Did you know anything at all about the three hundred and fifty pounds, six eight rugby player from Australia?
8: Uh, I hadn't heard much about it. I've done, you know, speaking of backfilling my knowledge since there, I've, I've watched some of his rugby highlights. And dude looks ridiculous. And I'm not a hundred percent sure what you do with him. I mean. You know, I guess you know he would make a heck of a fallback. Um, you know, uh, I, man, I, it, it's intriguing, and and we've seen rugby players come up before, and it's kind of a mixed bag as to whether they make it or not. And I think it's there's there's subtle differences. You know, you'd think, yeah, if he could run through people when nobody's wearing pads, he's probably fine in pads. But it just isn't the way that it seems to pan out. So I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I hadn't really know much about him before. Uh, I feel like I'm just starting to scratch the surface, and uh, you know, let's see what he looks like in pads. I mean, you know, the biggest difference may be like training in pads. You know, when it gets to like be, you know, ninety-five and humid, and and it's a guy who has never had to wear pads before, and he's got a helmet on, he's got like another thirty pounds of gear. That may be the difference between whether he's going to be good or not, because that'll definitely separate the men from the boys.
2: Andrew, final one from me down in Kansas City. Brett Veach putting his stamp on things, of course. No first-round pick for Kansas City after the trade last year to move up and get Patrick Mahomes. Veach, though, went exclusively defense with his six uh, six picks that he had in the draft here. And I don't know, from from afar, a lot of people figured, well, this is still going to be Andy Reid's team. After jettisoning Alex Smith away, now what he's done on the defensive side, you, you can certainly see Veach is trying to put his stamp on things.
8: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and it's interesting to me. You know, you look at a lot of the way that these teams moved up. We talked about how intriguing this draft was. You look at the the teams that were able to move up in the first round and how few of them had to give up 2019 first-round picks. And so next year is going to be really interesting because you're going to have a lot of teams that got new quarterbacks, but unlike the Chiefs, are going to still have that first-round pick, and that's going to make a huge difference. As for the Kansas City Chiefs, I like what they did. I like how much defense they put in there. I feel like this defense has been good, but not great. You know, at times they've shown us some greatness. And I feel like they're changing the guard. A couple of the older veterans and a couple of the younger guys who maybe aren't doing what they really hoped they would. They're throwing more bodies and more competition in there. And, and, you know, to me, again, you look at the AFC West, Phillip Rivers is still around. You know, the Chargers can have a pretty good offense at times. Denver looks like it's retooling its offense. Uh, we'll see what they have at quarterback with Case Keenum. They should be a little more dangerous than sort of the hodgepodge they had last year. And Derek Carr is healthy. You know they're going to be dangerous. So you got to get yourself a good Kansas City defense, and then you're going to be able to stop those guys. So I, I like what they did with defense. I think that was an important you know, way to shore them up. And they're happy with uh, Mahomes. So they've got yeah. their offense kind of the way they want.
2: Good stuff. Hey, Andrew, we appreciate it. As always, great talking draft with you, and we'll be ringing your bell throughout the summer uh, getting ready for football season. Thanks, as always, for your time.
8: No problem. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.
2: That's Andrew Garda. Great follow on Twitter and a great writer over at Pro Football Weekly. Jimmy B, did you see uh, they moved up in the sixth round, and they went and got Khalil McKenzie, Reggie McKenzie, the GM of Oakland, his son. And he said he's going to whoop his dad two times a year now. (laughs) (laughs) i
1: love it when the kid's trash talking his dad that's just great uh i also saw where carl malone's son uh who played lineman at lsu also got signed as a free agent so this is going to be fun just to kind of keep an eye on those guys
0: home for real sports talk for real sports fans 1700 kbgg hey guys
4: nate adams buying jewelry can be scary When I was ready to propose, I went online first, but then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship
0: with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today.
5: Special engagement pricing going on now through April 30th. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com
3: Dot net. We're a roofing machine.
2: When you hear washer systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The washer systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years, Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com.
3: Join Coach Ben Jacobson, Fran McCaffrey, Steve Prohm, along with new Drake coach Darren DeVries, along with their wives as they form one team with the American Cancer Society for the 11th Annual Coaches vs. Cancer Gala, presented by hy on Friday, May 4th at the Ron Pearson Center in West Des Moines. A great opportunity to gather with friends, family, colleagues for an evening to honor those who are currently facing a journey with cancer, to celebrate all cancer survivors, and remember those who have lost the battle to cancer. Don't miss this special evening and the opportunity to make a difference for cancer patients and their families. Contact Katie and at the American Cancer Society to purchase tickets. Call 515-727-0058 or visit coachesversecancergala.com.
0: Sponsored by Frontline Plus. Warmer weather means more time outside, but it can also mean more bugs. So don't forget to protect your pets with the number one name in flea and tick protection. Frontline Plus. Buy it today.
5: Hi, Tom Bodet with a word on fusion cuisine, where you mix one country's food with another one. I always call that stew, but whatever gets you to dessert. But whether you like a French Vigisoise with Thai chili oil, or you're more into the fusion of American burger and French fry, you'll save more for that meal at Motel 6. It's an intriguing mix of clean, comfortable, and low prices, or as we fusionistas call it, colo. I'm Tom Bodet from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you.
0: Napa No. How. Why are Napa Exact Fit Wiper Blades called Exact Fit? For starters, they install in seconds straight out of the package for an exact fit. And we've got tons of sizes for tons of vehicles. So chances are, no matter what you drive, we'll have an exact fit. That's Napa Exact Fit Wiper Blades. $10 off when you buy a pair. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, offer expires 4 30 18
7: need more sports but you want more sports rockstar satellite can fix that with free next day installation on direct tv call rockstar satellite 515-262-STAR call today for next day installation 515-262-STAR
8: my name is Becky Moomey, and I'm with The Sparkle Run. This is our fifth year of The Sparkle Run in memory of Aaron Moomey, who passed away from leukemia in October of 2013. The Sparkle Run benefits local nonprofits who support families affected by childhood cancer. This year's event is on Sunday, May 6, and will benefit the Pinky Swear Foundation, who supports families through rent and mortgage payments, car payments, insurance, child care, and gas cards. We will have family activities and packet pickup from 12 to 2 p.m., a 5K walk and run at 2 p.m., and a one-mile fun run at 3 p.m. All this is held at DMAC in Ankeny. For more information or to register, go to GetMeRegistered.com backslash the Sparkle Run.
2: Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1350.